Shalom everybody, Shavua Tov. We're continuing with where we left off. Nikuta Alachot, section Orachayim, the laws of Birkat Hoda'ah, the blessings of giving thanks. Discourse number six, uh, paragraph 23. We are now still in how Rav Nosen is opening up a verse which appears at the end of the Torah, before Moshe Benu is passing away. And because it's before Moshe Benu is passing away, Rav Nosen sees in it a general message for all of life. In other words, Moshe Benu is about to leave. So his final words have to contain a very strong, strong message as the key for the everything else, as a key for the everything happening in life and everything within the world of the Torah and serving Hashem has to be included in one sentence that he tries to put in before his leaving. So for this reason, Rav Nosen is opening up this amazing verse, which is right after finishing the blessings for the 12 tribes, finishing up with Asher, which it's fitting that it finishes with Asher, because Asher means fortunate. It's the idea of Simcha. That's why Asher is mentioned last, to show that this is the key also, the Simcha. If you notice, that's the last tribe who's blessed before Moshe Rabbeinu's passing, is Asher. And from his blessing, it goes right into a general statement for Allah Israel. It's funny, like you would think it would be like a stop, like after every tribe received their blessing, <clears throat> there's like a, a break, it's an end of the parasha. And here it continues, it's amazing. So the verse, as we're going to see, breaks down to three parts. There's the first part of the verse. Again, this is the last mamash, the last chapter, the last section of the Torah. The verse begins, Ein ka'el yeshurun rochev shamayim be'ezrecha uve'ga'avato shechakim. So Rav Nosen breaks down the verse into three. First part, Ein ka'el yeshurun. There is no God like our God, yeshurun, or Israel. Yeshurun is called, there's another term for Israel. Because they're straight, Yashar, that's one of the reasons. They should know Yeshurun Israel, there's no God like the God of Israel. And then why? Okay, and then he said, or, or that, that is the why, really, Rav Nosen explained earlier, but he adds a dimension to it. Rochev Shamayim Be'ezrecha. Really, this is the why, Be'emet. The one who rides over the heavens is assisting you. This is the second part of the verse. And then the third part, Uvgavato. Shechakim. And in his haughtiness, his greatness, Hashem's gava, he rides over also what's called the Shechakim. At this point, Rav Nosen, what we're holding, is going to open up the middle part of the verse, which says, Rochev Shamayim Be'ezrecha. The one who rides over heaven is helping you. Be'ezrecha. Fine. So, at this point, Rav Nosen is going to go into major ideas of the Kabbalah, way above our level and our capacity, but it's just showing you how far-reaching it is to say, Rochev Shamayim Bezrech. What does that mean? The one who rides over the heavens is there to help you. So Rav Nosen says like this. And he, first he continues where we left off in the last part of this paragraph. Vezehu en ka'el yeshurun. And this is the meaning of yeshurun, there is no God like God. En Ka'el, like the Lord is called Kel, which is God. You should know that there's no God like Him, Yeshurun. And he explains of Nasin. Sha'afar pi, she'en Ka'el, 
ואי אפשר לתופסו בשום מחשבה. ואיבן דו, רב נוסנאז You can't grasp him. He's way above your circle and your brain and your mind <coughs> and your intellect. He's way above all that. So again, even though God is way above any grasp, you can't grasp Hashem, you can't try to understand Hashem, forget about starting because it won't happen. It won't work out. Nonetheless, even though Hashem is ungraspable, unfathomable, nevertheless, Mochev Shamayim Be'ezvecha The one, this God, who rides over the heaven, is there to help you. Even though you can't grasp Him, which means you can't connect to Him, it's like you can't make an appointment to meet Him, like you want to see a king or something. Nevertheless, He's there to help you still, even though He's way out of grasp, out of reach. So He explains Rav Nosen. Hashem, for Hashem blessed be He, He's called someone who rides over the heavens. What does that mean? What does that mean Hashem is called riding over the heavens? Meaning what? When he says riding over the heavens, so you understand that he's above the heavens because he's riding over it. And what is the heavens? What is Shemaim? Shehem, and this is a bit of now Kabbalah here. Shebechinat harakia hamavdil bein mayim lemayim. The idea of the heaven, like his explained by Rashi in the opening parsha of the Chumash Bereshit regarding the firmament, Shamaim, Rashi brings a few explanations. Shamaim, there is water. Samaim, lift up, go up, raise water. Because we're taught there's a firmament, the Rakia is a firmament. If you remember in the beginning of the Chumash, there's water way above the heavens. It's the sky. And the sky is holding up what's called an upper water, which is separated from the lower waters on this earth. On this earth, there's what's called lower, lower waters, and it's also including the rain that comes down, the clouds, etc. All that is called under the rakia, the firmament. It's called a firmament because it's holding up also. It's holding up what? What's called the upper waters. Now, what is the significance of the upper waters? It's one thing to tell me, okay, there's waters way out in out space, above the heavens, beyond them, what can I find? Waters, okay, <laughs> thank you. But what does that do for me? What does that tell me? So the waters, he's going to go into a bit of Kabbalah and Muslim. He says like this. The idea of heavens is, what is, the, is the firmament, the rakia that's separating between waters and waters. Which two waters are we referring to? Bain The waters referred to are what's called the waters of knowledge, the waters of wisdom. And there's what's called the upper waters, which is the The upper waters of wisdom, water is compared to wisdom, 
because water on the surface level looks exactly the same but the depth is what's different like for example the seashore it's, it's not so deep when you see the whole sea it looks flat it looks like in one unique uh, monotone uh, level it's very leveled equally but what we do, or you don't see what's under the water the ground underneath it Right, the da'at is called kamayim le'amechasim. There's levels of depths of, of of knowledge. Surface level, living looks the same. When you start digging deep, there's different levels. How deep you go into the da'at. That's why water is compared to da'at. That's one of the explanations given. Also, da'at, the true wisdom, just like water nourishes everything in the world, so to da'at. Okay, all these ideas are known and understood, etc. But it's what's called upper waters, and upper waters are what's above the shamayim. So it's beyond the rakia, the firmament, which is the shamayim there. Shamayim, shamayim, there, above is water. Shamayim, samayim, lift up above the shamayim. Also eshumayim, fine. All these things Rashi brings down in Parshat Bereshit. But the rakia is separating what's called the upper waters. And we have no grasp of the upper waters. It's beyond our reach. When it says here, the upper waters are compared to... <coughs> The infinite light, the infinite, the wisdom of Hashem's infinite light, is called the upper waters. Okay. Hashem shulamala meshemayim shem mechinat vakim avdil bin mayim mayim. Ben me mehadat ha'idyon she'enanu shum tfisa bo. We have no that we have no grasp of whatsoever. La mayim hatachtoni v'chule to the upper to the lower waters which we do have a grasp to. Okay. Vashem yidbarach. Phenomenal. And Hashem, blessed be He, gave us the strength and ability to draw perceptions of this da'at, this upper waters, the upper da'at, even though it's unreachable, specifically through this, that there's a rakia, there's a separation. Rav going to say the rakia, the firmament, is like a wall, the wall concept is mentioned in the Kutimran lesson 24, where the Zohar calls it a prisa. The prisa is the wall separating a person from the infinite light, preventing him from going further, bouncing him back. Shavanasan says the rakia, this upper, upper firmament above all the heavens, is like this prisa, separating us from the infinite light, because we would disappear if we would just continue to run forward. You would, you would disintegrate, because the whole existence of man and a finite, consist, con, con, constricted existence is the exact opposite of the infinite light, which is everywhere. Infinite light, and yet you're a man, you're a physical man, which is seemingly detached from Hashem, and you have to work to connect yourself to Hashem. So you're detached. So if you, do, if you continue to run forward towards infinite light, you will disappear. You become united and merged with the infinite light. Hashem doesn't want that. Hashem wants to be perceived by a human being while in a limitation, a physical limitation, and yet within the physical limitation to perceive the infinite light in a grasping and non-grasping format, okay? So he says like this. Through what was mentioned in the Kutir Man Lesson 24, of that the, the, the running hits and bounces back from the ma'akeh, from this wall, which, pre- which prevents the person from going forward further. 
Shubichinat Prisa, which is like we said, the Prisa, this type of drape, strong wall boundary. Bechinat Rakia, which in a sense, this is the idea of the Rakia, the firmament, which separates Hamavdil Beinu between Hashem and us. Okay? All this is because Rav wants to explain this term, Rochev Shamaim, the one who's, who's, who's riding over the heavens. Okay? Ve'ubrachamav, and now Hashem, in His compassion, who's called Rochev Shamaim, the one who rides over the heavens. Why is He called He rides over the heavens? Because Hashem is above, He's beyond, He's behind this wall, this prisa, which is like the firmament, which is called the upper firmament. We're going to go into some details now, that at every level you face in life, there's a wall in front of you. Every time you go through from level to level, you have a wall. But it's not the ultimate wall. There's levels of firmaments between each spiritual dimension, each world, there's what's called spiritual worlds, the four worlds, etc. There's levels in Judaism. Whenever you want to go up to the next level, you have to face a bounce back, a wall. Because if you run too much, you're going to disintegrate. Because every level that you advance, believe it or not, the light feeding that level which is above, beyond your level, and when it internalizes, it changes you, brings you forward, that light is from the infinite light, ultimately. But each level, which is way be, way below the ultimate infinite light of Hashem, okay, has a boundary in front of it, because that's the way how life works. To advance, you have to be pushed back in order to receive the light of the upcoming level of what's waiting for you. You have to have challenges and setbacks and obstacles and difficulties and everything you want to call it that bounce you back to perceive it. And all of these are under what's called the highest, highest level, which is the infinite light, Hashem's final level, if you want to call it, that we can reach the maximum as a, of a human being can, the maximum level of a perception of a tzaddik, then you, he faces what's called the uppermost rakia. And underneath it are the heavens and what's called shmei shemaim, heavens of the heavens. They're all included in the word heavens. Look what Rav Nelson says now. Okay? Because Hashem, He's above this prisa, beyond, behind, behind this prisa, which is the upper firmament. Lemala, this is again a term from the Kabbalah, associated with the vision of Yechezkel. Lemala mirashe hachayot. That this, this Hashem's presence is above the prisa, this wall, which is above what's called the head of the chayot. The chayot are the highest type of format of an angel. They're called chayot. Like in the vision of Yechezkel, we saw the, what's called the chashmal. These images, these beings called chashmal, which stands for chayot esh memalelot, fire-speaking creatures, types of angels which are called chayot. A high, and on the chariot you have this chayot, okay? And what's called above the head, of the, the chayot of the, of the first level of creations that Hashem created, like in the format of the angels, the chayot are the top, and above them is what's called the head of, the, of these chayot. And Hashem is to be found, in other words, the infinite life is, is beyond this prisa, this rakia, which is located above the heads of the chayot. Okay, Rav Nosson is going into Kabbalah again. This is where above our our capacity at this point. Okay, 
כי למעלה מהפריסה שהוא בחינת רקיע עליון, למעלה מראשי החיות, שמשם כל בחינת רקיע ושמיים, ושמי שמיים, שכולם הם בחינת פריסה הנזכר להם. לדעת פוינט אבוב דה הדס אוף דה חיות, אוקיי? That's considered to be above the final firmament, which is above the heavens, and the heavens of the heavens, that all of them are called Prisa, that that wall. In other words, there are kids above all of them, etc. Shehu bein kol darga v'adarga, like we said, each level has, because you have a heaven, you have what's called Shmei Shemaim, heavens of heavens. So in between them also there's a rakia. There are individual rakiyas, firmaments, but ultimately there's the upper, uppermost rakia. And that's where the infinite light is. And a person can't pass that boundary at all. Other levels eventually can pass each individual rakia and get to the next level of another heaven, another stage within the heavens. But it's all called, it's all coined heavens, okay? Shubain darga v'darga, ubain kol olam ve'olam. Every, like we said earlier, Every level has a firmament between them. Every world has another firmament between them, but it's not the ultimate one. Ad le'ela le'ela, but it goes up and up and up. There's levels, there's levels and levels, etc. Ve'hu itbarach lemala mikulam. Bechenat ochev shamaim. And he, Hashem, blessed be he, he's about all of them. And that's why he's called, he rides over shamaim, the heavens, which includes all these levels, his way, his rochev on, is riding over them. And what's the chidush? What's the insight here? As far as removed and above and lofty as Hashem is, Hu be'ezreinu, la'ir lanu misham oro ha'insof, b'chinat matei v'lamatei, al-edi hakat ha-redifa b'ha-me'akev, sh'b'chinat shamayim k'anizka le'em. This is the greatness of Hashem, that He comes from there to assist us, to shine into us from there, His infinite light, but in the format of reaching and not reaching. Hashem is so far, you think, so how am I going to connect Him? And yet Hashem allows us, at each level that we're going through, bouncing back for our present rakia, our present prisa, our present boundary, pushing us back. And Hashem shines us a light from where? From the highest level Himself, from His infinite light. That's where all the light comes from. Remember this insight, beautiful insight? Or light is gematria how much? 1 plus 6, that's 7. Plus resh, that's 200, 207. 207 is the exact same numerical value, gematria of ensof. Any, meaning the infinite, infinite one. Meaning any light experience in your life is coming from the highest of levels. Because this light, this life, this existence in this world, technically is total choshech. It's total concealment, darkness from Hashem's light. So anytime a light, a bit of light comes in this world, shining us the light of Hashem, a realization, a connection of Hashem's presence in this world, that's coming from the highest, highest level. And that same light is there to assist us at every challenge in life, where we feel the darkness is closing in on us, and sadness, because the essence of, dark, of exile is sadness. That's the, the goal of the Yetzirah, is to get a person to be sad and depressed. That is the biggest accomplishment, God forbid, of the evil side to throw a person into sadness and depression because that's what it accomplishes. That's the whole goal of everything, of all punishment and, and, and suffering is to get a person to feel sad and depressed and a person has to get out of that. That's the whole thing. But the only way a person 
can get to that is by experiencing simcha. And simcha is only through the mitzvot. True simcha is experienced when connecting to Hashem. When I know I'm doing the will of Hashem, this is my joy. This is true joy. Because joy from just trying to satisfy yourself with a nice vacation and a nice experience in this world, that's not considered true joy. It's emptiness. You feel even worse afterwards. True joy is when you're connecting to Hashem through the mitzvot. Like we said, mitzvah is the, has in it hidden yud kevavke. You have vav hey from mitzvah. That's the, the vav hey in Hashem's name. And mem tzaddik, and a gematria called atbash, mem is yud, and tzaddik is vav. So you say hey. So you have the yud kevavke. That's the way we experience joy. So Hashem in His greatness allows us to connect <laughs> to receive His light. It's unbelievable. The inside is just unbelievable. Okay, but in the format of reaching and not reaching, we have to go through bounce backs, through the hitting, the bouncing of the redifa, the running, the kapon of the running, into the ma'akev, into the bounce back, shubichinat shamayim, and that's called the heavens, which separates us. And Hashem is rochev beyond the shamayim. That's how we connect. Unbelievable.